I have a, a very, um, I suppose, endearing terms for my selective swimmers. <laughs> so we've got biscuit swimmers who just like a dunk. <laughs> and then we've got um, shallow shifters who like to swim up and down, maybe breaststroke or walk. Some people just like to walk in the cold water to get that benefit. And then you've got the speed demons, people yeah. who like a good old exercise, good old workout, and might like to do quite a bit of distance. Joy of Swimming. Conversations about open water swimming, hosted by Pat Kelman. Hi and welcome to the Joy of Swimming podcast. My name is Pat Kelman and today we're going on location. A couple of weeks ago I went down to Porth Pean Beach on the south coast of Cornwall to interview Sharky Shan, who runs the Cornwall Owls Facebook group. It was a lovely day and while we are there, Sean set up her own little tent and we had a good old conversation. But also, she introduced me to her friend Kathy King that she'd been working with the previous weekend on an online event that Kathy had organised. And Sean thought it might be good for me to have a conversation with Kathy. We've got two location recorded conversations. It was quite early in my planning of the podcast, so there are going to be some technical issues with the sound. My microphone, for example, wasn't working, so I'm going to sound much quieter than the others which is probably a good thing anyway, to be perfectly honest. But the content is lovely. Sean is talking about building community and about dealing with fibromyalgia and also dealing with swimming at very low temperatures. So there's a lot of really interesting information from her. And from Cathy, we get a huge amount of enthusiasm about her enjoyment of swimming and it comes out in every word that she says. It's a really lovely interview. So they're both quite short, but well worth listening to. Before we go on, just want to say, as always, thank you so much for listening. And the, the podcast launched last week and has been doing really, really well. And I'm really grateful for everybody who has shared and commented and just joined in the discussion around this brand new podcast. I am so grateful for everybody's support and enthusiasm. Anyway, without any further ado, Sharky Shan. The open water swimming is relatively new. Yeah. I think that it was five years ago that I started it. And it's immense, really. And listening to everybody walking in the water now and hearing them just whooping. Yeah, so there's about, what, one, two, three, four, five, five people going in right now? Yeah. It's lovely. It's beautiful, sun shining. Well, welcome to the Swim in the Sea podcast. I haven't got a title for it yet. Thank but you, yeah, it it's really now. good. And we're here at lovely Porth Pean in Cornwall and I'm really lucky today to be uh, chatting to one of the leading lights of the scene. Thank you very much. <laughs> so do you like to be called Sharky Sean or just Sean? Uh, just Sean's fine, Sean's I think my online. Or just, or just Sharky? <laughs> yeah, Sean will do. Sean will <laughs> Thank do. Thank you. Yeah, so um, thank you so much for, for chatting, I really appreciate it. You're and, very welcome. Uh, so what I'm really kind of interested in is how you kind of got into this in the first place. What was your, yeah. your kind of inspiration? Well, my love of water started way, way back, about 26 years ago, or perhaps before that, but actually seriously when I started scuba diving. And yeah, my passion for being in the water has been always there. And in the last five years, I did an open water swim. A friend asked me to do a swim for charity. Okay. And from that particular day onwards I've never turned back I, I, I've been in the water swimming and um, first of all I started off in a wetsuit 
and then just naturally progressed into the last three years of doing cold water swimming. And I think that initially it started off as a challenge, but actually I suffer with fibromyalgia and Ehlers-Danlos and the effects of the cold water and the, just the pain relief. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It really is. And the friendships that you make and you have to have a certain mentality to get in the cold water. So you meet like-minded people. Yeah, very and much it, so. It's, yeah, it's an, an amazing thing to do and I'd recommend it to anybody. So did you know about the kind of medical benefits before you started doing it? Or no. was that something you just discovered? No, it was something that when I set up Cornwall Owls, it was purely so that we could have this very open, welcoming, tribe I call it a tribe yeah. just for people to get together a community for people to share their skills and their knowledge and yeah just to swim safely but I think from there it's just evolved into understanding a lot more about the benefits of cold water swimming um, and you don't even have to be in skins to do cold water swimming and get the benefits you can get the benefits from wearing a sweatsuit as well yeah so it's it's, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. What yeah. difference has it made to your life in that way, medically or physically? Well, I get a lot of nerve pain, so I don't, I'm not quite sure what physically happens, sure. but absolutely it gives me respite from it. The swims don't even have to be long, you can just submerge and get in and get out and you've still got the benefits of it. The actual swimming, the distances that I do, because of the muscle... Um, they get tight, my muscles, basically, because right. of the Ehlers-Danlos, and the swimming just relaxes them a little bit. And so, again, you get relief from that. Same mixture of the cold water and the actual swimming and emotional well-being from even being with like-minded people. It has yeah. all the benefits. My anxiety levels have just dropped mm -hmm. hugely since I started doing this. Yeah. You know, it, it, somehow the cold water has, like, a major effect on, on kind of calming me down, and that yeah. effect just lasts for days. And I think with all the release of hormones that you get, that rush, and you do come out elated. I always say that if I didn't have ears, when I smile, you know, my smile would fall off my face because it, you do grin so much when you come out. And even the bit where you walk in the water and you, you hear the ladies just going in the water and they're whooping and shrilling, and it's a release. Yeah. It's an absolute release. And then coming out and laughing and when you're getting ready to get changed and then you're having a cuppa together and chatting it makes such a big impact on your yeah, life very much so. it really does and you really make good friends really good friends and i think that's that's what we're here for i feel yeah we're here to help each other to support each other and to actually enjoy what we do we don't really need anything else no absolutely. we all get embroiled in life with the fundamentals of yes we need money because that's the way our society works and we need to have a job and but as a person as you're you know living this life you don't need it you don't need all the other stuff you just need to be happy and to help others and be there for each other yeah. and that's something i've really encountered as well in the you know in, in your facebook group which mm. is cornwall cornwall owls yes cornwall owls, yeah. open water legislators. that's the one i think i may have Something like that, anyway. Wearing one t-shirt, I haven't got one of your lovely sweatshirts oh, yet, that's but okay. I'll be getting one soon. Plenty there. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I really noticed about the group is that sense of community. Mm. Yeah. So how did that kind of grow for you? How did you have the idea to set that up? Well, it was literally on the back of me enjoying swimming, and then at the moment, 
particularly with the lockdown and not being able to access leisure centres, there's a huge influx of groups around. But when I set it up, there literally wasn't a group yeah. in the area. Yeah, and so I set it up and hoping that I could attract people that would want to come for a swim so that it's safer and so you can meet people. And then it's grown now. There's over 1,500 members on OWLs, Amazing. which is really great. You know, it's lovely to see and there's quite an active community. You know, we do different events when we're allowed. Obviously, at the current time, we're not allowed to do them, but you can still... Great that we can meet in groups of six. Yeah. But equally, when it lifts, we do swim walks, uh, we do buddy up barbecues, which will in, we invite anybody and everybody along so that they can meet somebody that maybe swims the same as them, same distance or same pace, or yeah. they've got the same mentality. Because I remember the day that I met somebody that I could actually swim the same pace as them. And it's just amazing because you look up, you turn to breathe and they're there. And it's that sense of security you get when somebody's actually swimming with you. So it makes you want to do more and you feel safer and more secure. And it's, it's a great feeling. You know, I can come down to this beach pretty much any time, actually, and there'll be somebody, there'll be somebody here, here. Yeah. you know, and, and it doesn't even need to be someone you become like lifelong friends with. It could just literally just be like a nod or a, a little exactly. wave. And, and it's just lovely to know that mm. you're actually kind of sharing the experience. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I do come here, but my most favourite swim is Dama Bay. I love Dama Bay. It's um, a beautiful swim. And again, you get, I have a, a very, um, I suppose, endearing terms for my selective swimmers. <laughs> so we've got biscuit swimmers who just like a dunk. <laughs> and then we've got um, shallow shifters who like to swim up and down, maybe breaststroke or walk. Some people just like to walk in the cold water to get that benefit. And then you've got the speed demons, people yeah. who like a good old exercise, good old workout, and might like to do quite a bit of distance. And that Adama for me offers all of that in safety. It's sandy and you can stay in the shallows or you can go out a bit deeper, yeah. swim off a bit further and it's perfect. And like you say, you meet a whole, you always meet somebody there, yeah. you know, whether you're just getting in to say hello or whether they're coming out and it's, yeah. In those, in those categories, I'd, I'd kind of call myself a bobber actually. In that <laughs> it's lovely, especially like today, it's extremely sunny, blue skies and it's really calm. So you can just go out and just lie on your back and just soak up that sun. And that stillness, that quietness, because I know when I swim along, like, you know, there's a lady there swimming across there and it's really calm. And all you can hear is the bubbles going past your ears from your out breath. Yeah. And that peace and tranquility. And it's almost like yoga in a way that, you know, water yoga then. That, yeah, you just get that peace, that stillness. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I, I often think about is like meditation. You know, yes. in that I, if, I'm in, if I'm in the water, it's like, it's like a moving physical meditation yeah. where I'm just like, I'm there with my thoughts or no thoughts at all and I'm just connecting mm. to the water and just connecting to the experience of... Especially of when there. it's cold, isn't it? Because you have to be present. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't be anywhere else because every sensation in your body is firing off and you can't be in your head. You have no. to be in your body. Yeah. And that's the thing that I really love about it in that, you know, I have no option because I'm, I'm an overthinker. That's my thing. I, I overthink, I get anxious. Mm. But actually, when you're in the water and you're cold, it's an instant physical thing it to say, actually, this is what you've got to pay attention to right now. Yeah, I mean, we are all up in our heads a lot. 
you know, that's human nature. Yeah. But actually we need to be grounded, we need to be in our body and present and to experience the here and now. Yeah. And it's absolutely perfect for the cold water. It really is. It's when I did my swim on the weekend, you know, around the two degree mark, it really makes you present. Yeah. <laughs> two degrees. Yeah, people yeah. may not know about this. So just can you just tell me what you were up to at the weekend? That's right. incredible. Well, I'm doing um, a polar bear challenge, yep. and it requires you to the challenge that I've chosen is the Jedi part, and it requires you to swim specific temperatures and distances. And so the highest temperature is nine degrees. You've got to swim two kilometres, and then the lowest temperature is actually five or under and you've got to swim one kilometre. Yeah. So on the weekend, I went to a pond and the air temperature was half a degree and the water temperature was between two and 2.3 degrees. And I managed to achieve my 450 metres, which is the shorter of the two at that, well, it's an extreme end of the temperature chart, yeah. but yeah. so as long as it was under five, that was fine. So I did a 480 metre swim um, um, it's interesting how your body's reacted to it because my hands felt a little bit like planks because you get all the vascular shutdown yeah. and so your hands you're not really feeling too much but yeah you can just feel yourself pulling through the water but you really need to know your body so so well you can't just jump into those sorts of swims you really need to be building up to that sort of yeah temperature yeah. And you've got yeah. course, a lot of physical preparation. Physical, mental, but also making sure that you've got your routine set when you come out. Because I normally lay out all my clothes and I need to know how I'm going to get out, how long it's going to take me to get back to my kit and so that I can gauge how long I'm going to stay in the water. Because if you overstay your welcome, you will get repercussions from it. And if you can't dress yourself, you can't physically manage to move your hands to get yourself sorted it's yeah it could end up pretty disastrous so you need to be there are loads of benefits to it but also you have to look at the risk factors and make sure you cover all grounds but i do have my little stealth mode i have a heated vest okay <laughs> and i put heated socks on my christmas list oh, fantastic <laughs> So the heated vest is just um, like a vest with elements in it. So you put it on after you come out of swimming and I put a battery in my pocket and the particular battery I bought lasts for six hours. So it's six hours wow. of warmth. <laughs> it, it's amazing this kind of little cottage industry that sprung up. Yeah. Things to support people in, 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 Absolutely. in the swimming. And yeah. Stuff. Well, a lot of people use hot water bottles. Yeah. And some people are ingenious with boot laces and they tie it around themselves, tie one hot water bottle at the front and one at the back and so that keeps them a bit warm. But for me, you haven't got much kit when you're still going to bother with yeah. water and all those sorts of elements to put in the bottles. Um, so I just like my heated vest. Yeah, no, it's great. It's really good fun. You can have really, um, yeah, fun sort of social activities. And I think everybody would be really pleased when we're allowed to sort of meet a little bit more freely and start yeah. bringing that sense of community back. Because yeah. it's helped, I think, so many of us to be able to sort of well, meet in pairs and then obviously meet with the six, uh, rule of six, but to be able to all come together yeah. and get back to sort of a swim and a barbecue and sort of just having a bit of fun really together. Yeah, because I've not had that experience yet, of course. I've only, I've only oh, been right. doing my open water swimming since, yeah. since lockdown, really. Yeah, which a lot of people have is a huge influx during lockdown. And it's great that people have found 
something that's going to help yeah, them. Okay? Yeah, you know, it's amazing. But yeah, so I think that um, for me, my, I had a worry that I wasn't going to be able to go to the sea because even though I was only a short distance from the sea, I wasn't able to physically walk there. And then during the first lockdown, obviously we couldn't, no. we weren't supposed to go out and everything. So I went four weeks without the sea. Um, but I did buy an above ground pool. Yeah, so I basically have this nice pool in the garden. I got a tether so that you just swim on the spot basically. And I've tethered it to my ash tree in the garden and went in there every day. It was great because actually, you know, the water was, when I first set it up in March, the water was about four or five degrees. And then obviously, uh, yeah, as it got warmer through the summer, then it did reach about 17, 18 degrees in the summer because it's got the sun on it. And then obviously now we're back to colder weather. So we're back down to about three, four degrees now. That's the thing that really imp impresses me is the kind of ingenuity that people come up with these really creative yeah. solutions. Absolutely, yeah. And I think Lidl also had a, a deal with a 10 foot round sort of, uh, you know, just pop-up pools. So yeah. everybody were getting in there and even just doing a bit of breaststroke. Absolutely. Getting in wheelie bins, <laughs> filling a wheelie bin up full of water and just jumping in a wheelie bin. <laughs> and it's great because, um, you know, people who were just setting up all these little challenges to try and get themselves through this really difficult time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I think it worked quite a treat, really. <laughs> Out of your categories, do you consider yourself to be a, 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 a speed swimmer or a distance or...? Um, I don't. I don't put myself in those. I say I don't put myself in one category. No. I would say I fit all of them because there are some days I physically can't manage to do um, a distance swim. A very good fr friend of mine, Billy, we jumped in at Wadebridge off the little pontoon and we swam to Dama Bay, which is about 10k, you know, and that was a phenomenal swim. But, you know, and I can do those sorts of swims and I really enjoy them, but there are days where I literally can only just dunk yeah. and do a little bit of a breaststroke. So every single day is different. And I, again, listen to my body, listen to, even if your state of mind is not in that place where you think, you know, you know, you might say to yourself, I want to be able to swim a K or whatever it is you want to swim, but you might not be ready for it that day. Yeah. So I would say I fit all of the categories. And I think a lot of people probably to a certain degree fit all of the categories yeah, as well. Yeah, I do as well. You know, it's like really calm. And I love that. Yeah. But sometimes I like it when it's a little bit more bumpy. Yes. So I'll go and find somewhere that's a little bit more lively. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we go in the sea, our state of mind might be, oh, I'm just going to have a quick dip. And, and then you find, oh, well, actually, I'm enjoying this and I want to stay a bit longer. And as long as you're prepared for that and the conditions are ideal for you, then, you know, I, I know I just will crack on and just have a good swim. Whereas I think when I first got in, I thought, oh, I'm just going to have a bit of a bob around. But my days of doing longer distance swimming, I would probably say are going to be very few of those now because I know my recovery, people will see me do swims and see me do longer swims and so on. But actually, they, what they don't see is the recovery after. And it yeah. might take me, um, if I did, I swam around the Sillies um, in September and then we had a swim camp after. So it was about eight to 10 days of swimming and it took me about two two and a half weeks to recover from it you know it's and I was just dipping yeah. after it yeah. I couldn't actually go and swim because it's not just about my body not coping with it it's mentally 
you know, you get brain fog and you just can't function to get yourself together to be able to do all these swims. You can wake up in the morning and think, oh, you know, I know I feel better after I've had a swim, but do I really want to go out there now and put myself in that cold water? But I would say 99% of the time when you do go in and you get that hit of cold and that adrenaline rush and you're just so glad that you went back in the water. We've talked a bit about the, the downsides and the risks. So what mm. would you say your top tips would be to make sure that people have a lovely and safe experience when they're, when they're swimming? Well, I think a lot of people talk about the physical environment, you know, the, obviously the tides, knowing the tides and knowing the conditions and the wind and all those factors. But for me, it's the preparation beforehand. You know, there's plenty of information out there about what you need to be aware of when you're getting in and obviously during the warmer months with jellyfish and obviously the colder months with knowing whether your body can cope with that coldness and getting out and getting dressed in time. But actually, you know, you really do need to look after yourself generally in life anyhow, but eating well, sleeping well, keeping yourself in a positive frame of mind and making sure you've got people around you that can support you. And even if it's we come for a swim and you know maybe somebody's not there to go in with you but just making sure you've got somebody on shore to, that if you needed help that yeah. you've got that help so I think that there's a lot of information around the physical safety but actually your emotional well-being and preparation before you get in the sea is quite paramount you know even down to like I said earlier where I set out all my clothes in the right order of which I'm going to put them on because when you come out of the cold water you're not always thinking straight you might not notice it too much but actually you only need a little thing to be out of place and you might not get dressed that quick or it might not quite go to plan so yeah so if I was to say one of the top tips would be lay out all your clothes and with for me personally I switch my heated vest on uh, before I go in the water and I wrap all my clothes around it perhaps put them inside um, like you know your shopping your frozen food shopping bag because it keeps it insulated but you need to make sure they're in there and you've got everything you need to quickly get dressed after that preparation is so important um, and it's amazing how cold the the sand even is absolutely weather like this yeah. you know but that's the thing that I hadn't even hadn't even occurred to me I was very prepared for the water to be cold but for the sand to be cold as well. It does draw a lot of heat from your body. I mean, some people like mats. Um, I've got a bag that I can actually stand in, um, but also I, I wear flip-flops because I can't be doing with pulling on shoes because if your hands are not working fully, you really can't function like that. So yeah. I flip-flops, I just slide them on. And then when I come out, then you can just slip your feet back in them. I can clip them to my toe float so they're instantly available to me. Uh, so that's really good. But I was just thinking about, um, we were saying about mental health earlier on and how it benefits you. One of the reasons I set up sharkyshan.com was partly so I could blog on there, but partly um, like I've set up a shop as well because that was on the fact, the back of. I actually support a lot of people to not necessarily swim, but we sit on the beach. We might sit in like this lovely tent that we're in now and we'll chat. Yeah. And they might like just being by the water or they might think oh well I'll, perhaps I'll just dip my toes in and walk up and down but I've supported quite a lot of people and what the website does is it promotes that well-being but it also with the shop 
if I um, sell anything, that money supports me to be able to offer free support to people, so I'm not excluding anybody. So I don't advertise it, but there are people that know about it and that I've had people being inadvertently uh, referred to me. And it's not counselling, it's not a service that is a professional service. Um, I am trained in counselling and I've got a background in support systems, but actually this is just about having somebody to listen to somebody's story yeah. and to try and bring them into that sense of community so they don't feel isolated. So that is a huge part of why I did the website. It's been great because I've met some pretty phenomenal people along the way and the journey that they've been on has been so challenging. And then on top of the challenges they have, we have the pandemic. So uh, it's, yeah. it's been a privilege to support all the people that I have supported. I know that we'll have us bobbing around in the water and you just end up talking about lots of different things and nobody's judging you. It is what it is and I think that's the way it needs to be. We all have our challenges in life and we all just want to be accepted and I think that the sea does that. I have a friend who loves the forest. Yeah. If that's something that uplift, uplifts you then you just go and do it and feel great about it but for me it's yeah. going to always be the sea. <laughs> Same here. But it's been such a pleasure chatting to you, Sean. Thank Good. you so much. No, so, it's lovely. Thank you. So how can people find you if they were looking for you online? Well, if they wanted to um, have a little look on sharkyshan.com, um, there's my little shop on there, but also I do the blogs on there um, and a little bit of inspirational sort of... Uh, yeah, I've seen the poetry and po stuff Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I tend to um, literally get my inspiration when I'm in the sea and then I will perhaps pop it on the, uh, the website and there's loads of little goodies in the shop um, or if you want to come for a swim there's Cornwall Owls on Facebook and you could just pop a post up or join in one of the swims that are already posted on there. As Sean and I finished talking we were joined by her friend Kathy King who she'd worked with the previous weekend on an online workshop. I was very taken with Kathy's energy and enthusiasm and I just thought it might be interesting for us all to find out a bit more about Kathy's work and how it relates to her experience of the sea. My name is Kathy King. I'm founder of a uh, social enterprise called Wild Wonder and Wisdom. And this weekend we just had a uh, wellness festival, actually, yeah, which on, was really online, lovely. Yeah. And Sharky Sharm was part of it. She did a, a sea swimming video, which was just lovely. Really, really lovely. Do check it out if you can, if you can um, find it. And also Denise Towler, um, who swims with the... Who does she swim with? Polkeris Plungers. She swims with them. She did a little video, a kind of an introductory kit that you might need to show how accessible getting into the sea actually is. Oh, um, so it was really lovely. But the wellness weekend, was a, it was a win. There was lots of work. Wild Wandering Wisdom Winter Wellness Weekend and it was wonderful. If you yeah. go into um, the events, go into the past events, most of the stuff we managed to, to capture. So right. it was either pre-recorded or we taped the, 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 the live ones and so yeah. most of them are still there. So oh, crack on, crack on. I love that. Yeah. So, so what inspired you to, to kind of set up the, the enterprise in the first place? So I set up Wild Wandering Wisdom about three years ago. Um, I'm a teacher by trade, um, been teaching for a, for a long time, um, did psychology at university. Um, I've always been interested in like the alternative education approaches, so yeah. mainstream doesn't fit for everybody. Um, I've always worked with the groups that kind of don't fit the mainstream, if you like. So it's been trying to find ways that work best with those young people really yeah um so started off doing forest school long 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 time ago probably about 2007 back in the southeast 
Um, and so that's a, that's a different approach. So that's obviously all outside. It's a holistic approach. It's, it's, it's driven by, uh, it's supposed to be as child led as yeah. possible. Um, the difference with the way that I used it was that we were using it with um, older. So we were using it with, with mostly 14 to 16 year old disaffected males actually. Um, so completely different vibe, but we had it set up so that we had a, a really awesome fella called Steve. He was our kind of green man of the, of the tribe. Um, and we took out groups of usually about six to eight young people. And, uh, and yeah, we used to basically just kind of make fires and cook and create things. And like, you'd be surprised how many 14 to 16 year old boys like to make, you know, natural shelters. We even called them fairy shelters, but they were quite up for that. It was all good. So, <laughs> so yeah, so since moving down to Cornwall about five years ago, I um, continued with the forest school vibe. Tried to go back into full-time education as a teacher probably about three years ago and had a bit of a time of it it didn't go very well i was quite poorly quite quickly i think it took me five weeks um and i was so unwell i just had to leave and basically it was a good point in my life if you like to kind of reassess what was working for me what i wanted out of my career um because it's a massive deal and you've been doing something well i think <laughs> for such a long time and then you reach a point when you can't do it anymore yeah it's really it was really kind of challenging you know so i had to sit and think and then um reassess and basically ended up retraining at Paul's Pier and outdoor education center they've right just here. come down here actually um and i did a outdoor instructor course two days a week um and bizarrely that was with yeah it was only two days a week but it was enough to kind of stop and to reassess and to spend time on me, spend time in nature, to spend time learning new skills and giving yourself permission to be able to, you know, learn new skills as well and take that time. Um, and this was the first all female group that they had. So there was me just about to turn 40 having a wobble and then you've got an 18 year old and two 21 year olds <laughs> but lovely though it was such an awesome group it was so well supported it was yeah it was a real turning point for me and then that was when my idea for the women's activity adventure camps came about so um, we're looking to do six week programs now with young women um getting out on the water so suck kayaking sea swimming and then a little bit of cooking on the fire we teach different skills as to how you cook over the open fire how you cook on gas how you you know so we do something different yeah. each week and then the aim of the the project if you like is that the last session is a cul is culmination of their skills and then we do an overnighter so that's the plan but obviously covid has kind of scuppered that one yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we were ready to go we ran one um two summers ago and it was a real success and we were just getting ready to kind of crack on with the next ones and uh and unfortunately covid hit but we tweaked we we rearranged we kind of you know revolved and moved on and then i managed to run instead in the summer we did a, a multi-activity um club if you like one day a week i'd pick up girls from the bobmin area and then bring them to kind of different sites where we could do cycling where we could do yoga we did yoga in the woods we got out on the side oh it was wonderful it was so nice and the girls got a lot from it so we did that this summer and now i've just uh, managed to secure my first ten thousand um, pound grant from uh, national lotteries so that's covid response money and we are running a this girl can after school club 
So again, it's a multi-activity club. Um, it's running out of Chagoric Leisure Centre in St. Austell. Um, and yeah, 11 to 18 year old young women are invited to come. Most people at the minute are kind of struggling in some shape or form with kind of mental health, anxiety, yeah. depression. Um, so it's basically just trying to reconnect young women with activities and to try and provide them with a, a supportive environment where they can try these things. We're not doing taster sessions, we're doing like three, three sessions of each sport so they yeah. get a real feel for it um, and what are we doing we're going to be doing yoga we're doing dance we're doing because obviously this is winter sports yeah. normally if this was in the summer we'd be doing all of this outdoors but yeah. it's not as easy especially after school when it's dark We've got badminton we're also teaming up with um four so um for real fitness center in yeah. Holmbush so we're doing bits and pieces with them as well so there'll be a lot of dance and we have like mini trampettes so we're going to do some trampette sessions okay, <laughs> which yeah, sounds fun yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> spin bikes and then we're going to be going to Fourth Pian as well so we're going to be doing high ropes with them and we're going to be doing uh, indoor climbing um, and then we have actually got um, a whole day booked with them as well in half term in February. So that would be really nice. So yeah, I mean, to be honest, we still have spaces. We've got one group of 15 full, but we have another group of 15 that we're hoping to run in January. So if anybody listens and they oh, think they've got young people in mind, then yeah, get in touch. Moving on to your experience of, of swimming. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, so I started swimming probably about, um, I think it was two... Almost three years ago, I um, signed up to do one of the Mad Hatters um, events. I decided I wanted to do their, um, they had a sup try. So instead of the cycling, they were doing supping instead. And so there was a sea swim in that. And I was like, I've, I've been a swimmer, you know, as a, as a girl and as a young woman, I was, I was a swimmer. Stopped for my university years and quite a lot of my adult life, to be honest, Didn't, wasn't really swimming anymore. Um, and I was like, no, I quite fancy that. Let's, let's have a go. My first outdoor swim was in March. <laughs> which it's i have Perfect since i have dark. since learned <laughs> that march is the uh, coldest water temperatures um so yes yeah, so my first swim was in march i went out with the mad hatters they were really lovely really supportive but i did freak out i got in i wasn't expecting the 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 coldness to take your breath away quite as much and to zap your strength i wasn't expecting that and then obviously you're coping with the buoyancy of your wetsuit i'm a wetsuit swimmer um so yeah coping with the buoyancy changes and so i did actually freak me out quite a lot of that first swim yeah but i think i was back in the next week though i wasn't put off wow. um i went back in and uh, just took it easy so short sharp you know short sharp distances and then i kind of got the bug so then obviously that year was when I did the, the, uh, the Mad Hatter's uh, SUP try, did that. And then I loved it so much. I then did their, they do an aquathon, which is a swim run. So okay. I did that with them. And then I then did the, their, they do a, a triathlon, but I didn't do the cycling bit, not so into cycling. My husband did the cycling for me, but I did the swim and the running. And then, yeah, ever since I've been kind of trying to swim through the year. Yeah. Uh, but like I say, I'm a wetsuit swimmer. So, you know, big, big uh, respect for the, people who get in in their swimmers i think it's epic and amazing i'm not there yet maybe and next that's absolutely fine. <laughs> you know, this, you know, the, the thing that i love is that there's no there's no prejudice here about oh no that's the thing that i really love yes is that it's the whole community is so accepting and you know people can just come in and, and paddle if they want they don't even have to go in they can just go and dip their toes in exactly or they can, or they can wear wetsuit you know or they can wear just their trunks or their costume 
it's totally acceptable. it's totally yeah. and that's what's so lovely about it and it, there's especially now there seem to be swim outdoor swimming groups popping up all over the place and it's so lovely it's really welcoming everybody can find a group that will work for them yeah so, yeah really really lovely so what have been the kind of major benefits that you've kind of felt maybe personally or you know, in yourself from, from swimming i just find it a real reset button so it doesn't matter what I'm experiencing, what kind of mental health I'm, you know, where I'm at really. I just have to get in the water for not very long. No. Like you say, you can just get in for a short period. I find, yeah, it just totally, it, I find it blissful. There's like real kind of hormone benefits that kind of just bring you, it's just amazing. I just love it. My, my favorite swims are a bit like today. It's a lovely day today. It's not too wavy. Um, sun's out it's a bit obviously it's cold don't get me wrong but um, my favourite days are when the sun is shining through the water enough to create those really beautiful bubbles yeah yeah <laughs> I can get lost for hours if I am swimming and I just I'm bubble watching and it's just lovely, lovely. yeah yeah <laughs> it is that experience of you know when you're in the water you're, you're totally in the well I'm t when I'm in the water I am totally in the water yeah and I'm just connected with the water it's amazing that's... yeah that real connectivity yeah it's just it's just nice to have your head at the same height as well it's like nature isn't it you yeah. you're getting that kind of nature's eyed not eye view of it as if you're some kind of bird or seal or something yeah I love it and I've, I must admit I've had a few I've had a few seal encounters yes. in the last few weeks yes. as well which has been just lovely yeah I love swimming with seals I had once one time I was swimming um, not swimming kayaking here actually just around the corner from there and uh, sit in kayak and I had a seal literally come up and put his chin on the back of my kayak it was just amazing lovely <laughs> I've got friends who are freaked out by seals but I just think you know there's no need to be freaked out by them they are faster than us in the water you know if they wanted to cause us problems then they would you know what I mean yeah. they don't they just come over we're so noisy <laughs> in the water they're just intrigued I think they just want to come and see us don't they see yeah. what we're up to yeah when I'm running I've got such a busy head it's thinking 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 and I'm working through problems it's like a problem solving yeah. type activity for me whereas swimming when I get in the water for swimming get my head under start you know doing the um, front crawl and my brain is not it's not in that zone it's it's a completely different zone it's just being and the the repetition of what you're doing and so my my mind is quite empty actually yeah. which is for me yeah. <laughs> it's usually very busy up there totally very noisy totally <laughs> <relate. laughs> so swimming gives me that stillness really so yeah you you, you get out and you feel amazing getting in sometimes a little bit <gasps> shock to the system but yeah. um once you've done it it's yeah it's lovely really really lovely and have you got any particular kind of favorite swims i mean i know i know you're based here at Porth Pier. yeah no i swim here a lot because of accessibility really um Porth Pier, uh, where else do we go in port melons a nice swim we we'll swim around to mevagissium back that's yeah. quite jolly um i swim anywhere really i i wherever anybody is going i quite like trying new spots don't create any excuses just do it. <laughs> I started in my, uh, like I say, I'm a, I'm a wetsuit swimmer and if, if you need a wetsuit to get in, then fine, go for it. Uh, I started in my just a, a regular kind of, you know, surf wetsuit. It wasn't a particular special swimming wetsuit or anything like that. Just a, a three male summer suit. Get in and just kind of have a go, really best to take a buddy with you if you can or yeah. if you want to go with a kind of a support group maybe you know you've got pals there's loads of different swimming groups that you can go to get some support yeah um or yeah just kind of put a shout out see if anybody will kind of 
either come in with you or just be on the beach if you need any help. And then to start with, it's best to just kind of get in and stay, swim parallel to the shore. And then as you gain confidence, then you can go on slightly longer um, journeys and adventures with it. Yeah, I love it. I try and get in weekly. I can't always get in weekly, but I do try. Well, what's your routine for getting out? It's interesting because Sean was saying when I was speaking to her earlier that that she likes to have all her clothes kind of laid out. Oh, no, I'm not. (laughs) 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 No, I just get out, get changed, go home. I don't have any... I don't have any special. I have a I have a dry robe though. Yeah. I have a dry robe which is like wearing your own tent, really. I have a VW van as well, so basically I just kind of tend to head back to the van. I don't yeah. get dressed in it. I have got dressed in it when it's really cold or really yeah. wet, but that's more of an effort actually than uh, than getting dressed on the street. But um, yeah, I'm just I just get dressed in a car park or on the side of the road or. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> and to be honest, I I am I do still. I'm not sure if this is acceptable, but we're going to talk. Some people just don't even bother with underwear. They just put clothes on and go. Because yeah. I still, I still try the, I still try with the underwear. <laughs> I haven't yet not managed. I've had to ask a friend to help me with my bra before. I must admit, dry robes can kind of hide a multitude of sins. Oh, yeah. And it is just a case of literally just banging the dry and robe. And then going on home. And yeah. And then if home. you are close enough, I mean, when I swim at Port, Port Mellon that's close enough to me to be able to just literally throw my dry robe over my wetsuit and then drive yeah. home and do it all there yeah and on really cold days that's quite nice to be able to do that but otherwise you know on a day like today actually as much as it is cold it's the sun's out I feel quite warm I've only I got I've only got like two layers on now after a swim and I feel fine so. yeah if people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Uh, Facebook's a good place to go. So if you um, look up Wild Wonder and Wisdom on Facebook or um, it's www.wildwonderandwisdom.co.uk. My name's Cathy King. There's a telephone number on both of those. If you're somebody who wants to have a conversation, go for it. Otherwise, Messenger or email, however however works for you. Cathy, totally unprepared. No, <laughs> no, I didn't know. Didn't even know this was going to be happening. <laughs> Um, so I'm really grateful for you spontaneously rocking up Thank and you being for willing to have a chat. wanting to talk to me. <laughs> there you go. Two interviews full of energy, full of life, full of joy, full of expression, full of enthusiasm. And what's so lovely about talking to people who swim is the way their eyes light up when you talk to them. Now, you obviously can't see that on a podcast, but I'm sure you can hear it in their voices. You can hear the energy. You can hear the sheer joy of this activity. As I've always said, this is what this podcast is about. It's about recapturing that sense of being in the water, that sense of being connected to the water, even if you may be miles away from it. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. I just want to remind you about the competition that's running at the moment to win one of five copies of Sarah Norcoy's beautiful book, Salt on My Skin. You can enter by subscribing to the podcast, sharing it with your friends, sharing it with your family, sharing it with anyone who might be interested in swimming, share it in all the swimming groups. And then once you've shared it, just pop into the Joyous Swimming discussion group, find the post there where you can actually just write the word done. The competition ends on January 31st when I'm going to be doing a live draw for the five winners. Thank you again for all your support. Stay safe and happy swimming.
Thank you for listening to the Joy of Swimming podcast hosted by Pat Kelman. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast by pressing the subscribe button on the podcast catcher of your choice. Music by Phil Innes. Thank you.